folks, time for another emergency podcast here on the Orange and Brown Report podcast. I'm your host, Jared Mueller. Make sure you listen to this morning's podcast where we talk about the return of Hollywood and the MVP. Yes, that's right. The Browns re-signed a Super Bowl MVP as well as brought back Hollywood Higgins. Then we also looked at the six players that the Browns have lost so far in free agency, which did not include the fact that somehow Larry Ogunjobi got over $6 million, $6 million to play for the Bengals. That's a lot of scratch. Obviously, like anything, we'll have to see what that contract actually looked like, but we now get to talk about one Mr. Troy Hill, who first and foremost, Lane Atkins, let us know, was on his way to Cleveland. Uh, Like always, Lane, uh, as well as Brad, give us really good insight into not just what is going to happen, but why it's going to happen, the thought behind it, all of that jazz, right? Like that's that's what's different about the OBR versus, you know, Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. Like breaking stories really isn't, doesn't have to be our highest priority uh, because the story will get broken. Sometimes it's good for us to show you that we know what we're talking about. And so, you know, I joking, not jokingly, but every once in a while we'll run through some of the things that I have uh, broken through the OBR in the past, uh, including Kareem Hunt, Andrew Berry leaving, uh, and then breaking down as the OBR trade was in progress. So, um, you know, we, we know what we're talking about, but in the end, it's really the story behind everything. That's probably what makes the OBR different is what the thoughts are, the why's, the how's, what's going on process, all of that. Like you feel like you're Vinny the fly, a fly on the wall. If you don't know who Vinny the fly is, Vinny the fly every once in a while pops his uh, head in. Uh, to give us a little information as a fly on the wall. So that's what you kind of feel like when you're following along with the OBR as a subscriber. And there's a way that you also get Paramount Plus. Uh, so make sure you check out that with the Orange and Brown Report. But Troy Hill, uh, the former uh, LA Ram, uh, originally with Cincinnati, uh, to be honest, didn't actually know that part until I looked over at my <laughs> screen over here. But from Youngstown, Ohio... From Youngstown, Ohio, Troy Hill is returning home. Four-year deal, $24 million. We'll obviously have to see how that is kind of spread out because the reality is a $24 million deal could actually be a three-year deal for, I don't know, $12, $16 million. Um, It could be a two-year deal for $18 million. Like every, you know, those things are set up in such interesting ways. We don't know until we kind of get a breakdown of it and then understand how it affects the salary cap. But if we average $6 million a year, that is a very, very, very good deal. And before I get into Troy Hill, I want to uh, just kind of set this marker. And this is what the marker is. So far in free agency, outside of Jack Conklin, the Brown and Case Keenum a little bit. The Browns have focused on signing guys where they're undervalued in free agency. So the reality is, is tight ends, generally speaking, don't get paid what they're worth. But because they're not wide receivers, they get paid less. So Austin Hooper, while he didn't have a great season as a free agent, that was a quality deal. And tight ends generally are underpaid given how they produce, right? B.J. Goodson, Malcolm Smith, 
Carl Joseph, safeties, linebackers, uh, Andrew Billings, an in, interior defensive lineman, generally are underpaid. Kevin Johnson, in a slot corner. Now this offseason, you have that with slot corner Troy Hill, John Johnson the third. Those are two positions at safety and slot corner that are underpaid for how good they actually are at their positions. They're underpaid. So when I look at now Jack Conklin, I think was a need, just like a straight out like had to get somebody else. Knew you were probably going to draft somebody. Had to get that second guy. But when we talk about underpaid positions in free agency, if the Browns are looking to spend money in free agency, at least what they've actually spent is on positions that tend to get underpaid. Outside corner, they were in on Shaq Griffin. He got maybe overpaid or at least paid well. Defensive end, they've been in on a lot of guys, but defensive end, unlike interior defensive line, tend to get paid really well. Right, So on the defensive side of the ball, re-signed, obviously, uh, the Super Bowl MVP, Malcolm Smith. So it'll be interesting as we move forward. Do we see the Browns signing air, signing free agents, whether it's big deals, little deals, whatever it is, this year, next year, so on and so forth, at these kind of positions, right? Tight end, guard, slot receiver, um, those kind of positions that tend to get underpaid, and then focusing in the draft on positions that tend to get overpaid in free agency. So defensive end, outside cornerback, wide receiver, you know, the, the, those kind of splashy positions. Does it make sense for them to invest their, their, their high draft resources in what would be expensive players in free agency? And then in free agency, or vice versa, obviously timing, free agency invest their, their money in positions that, are underpaid instead of investing draft picks in those underpaid positions. So, for example, signing John Johnson instead of drafting Trevin Morig out of TCU with a 26 overall pick, right? So if you had those two options, instead, sign John Johnson, draft Gregory Rousseau, draft Rashad Bateman, because the flip side would be a lot more money to uh, Carl Lawson, Trey Hendrickson, and then drafting Trey Morningwig with the 26 overall pick, right? So I wonder if we're going to see that. But let's get to Troy Hill. Sorry, that's what this emergency podcast is about. Lots to think about. Just had some ice cream. So I got a little sugar rolling through me, boys and girls. So Troy uh, Hill, surprisingly over the, the normally expected age uh, that uh, the Cleveland Browns tend to like, uh, looks like he will be turning 30. Really? 30? Uh, at the end of August. So before the season starts, Troy Hill will be 30. That again tells me that the, this four-year deal probably is uniquely set up, um, that the Browns don't expect maybe even for year three or four, maybe not for, definitely not probably for four, when he'd be playing in his 30, year 34 year. But Troy Hill, just looking at pure numbers, uh, he has, um, <coughs> sorry, there's something wrong with the system that I'm looking at currently. There we go. Uh, he has seven career interceptions, two touchdowns um, off of those interceptions. He has 29 career pass defended, one forced fumble, three fumble recoveries, including a touchdown. Last year, three defensive touchdowns, two interceptions returned for a touchdown, 
all three of his um, touchdowns on defense all came last year. Um, tackles, 218 for a career, but played very, very well. And then it was we look kind of into the grades and, and where he fits in grading-wise. Uh, Hill played, according to Pro Football Focus, played 361 snaps on the inside. So most likely, Troy Hill is going to be your slot corner. Now, could he be your number two with just Denzel Ward and him? Sure, possibly, especially with with three safeties over top. But Troy Hill looks like he'll be your slot corner. Last year, he was in coverage 361 snaps. He was only targeted 55 times. Now, slot corners tend to have a lot of receptions uh, just because what happens in the slot, really the key is what's happening with the yak. Uh, and so looking at the, the toply targeted players. Uh, Hill only has 181 yards of yards after catch. The only person better in the top 15 or so is Marlon Humphreys with 146. Right after Troy Hill, uh, looking at 223 yak, 209, 189, 264, 215. Then just above him, 239, 206, 244, along with Marlon Humphreys, 146. So not a lot of yak, um, he was targeted 55 times uh, for 41 receptions, only gave up one touchdown, had three interceptions, according to Pro Football Focus, out of the slot. Looking at his overall grade, he is the 23rd graded overall cornerback, so that's outside and inside, at coverage. Okay, so coverage, 71.9 last year, 23rd overall in coverage, 27th overall as a cornerback. So 27th best cornerback, according to Pro Football Focus, last year uh, with an overall grade of 69, nice, .9, uh, run defense of 55.7. Uh, he was given a pass rush grade of 73.1 on the 23 pass rushes that he had. In total, he was in coverage 682 times. So it looks like he basically had a little more than half of his coverage was in slot. So he's able to play inside and out for the Browns to go along with Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, John Johnson III, his former and now current, again, uh, teammate out from the Rams, uh, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit. Those are your six defensive backs that are going to play on a regular basis, at least as of now. As of now. That is what is going to happen for the Browns. Um, that could mean Malcolm Smith right there at linebacker. Uh, but again, Troy Hill, number 23 overall in coverage per, ooh, that sugar's kicking in, y'all, per PFF, 23rd in coverage, 71.9 grade, and then 69.9 overall for 27th overall. Now a Cleveland Brown to go alongside John Johnson the third. Tack McKinley, the returning Hollywood Higgins, the returning Malcolm Smith, uh, Greg Sennett was signed, an offensive lineman who's athletic. Not sure where how he's going to fit on the field. That's why this isn't a, an emergency Senate. Ooh, Senate, that would have been good. Emergency Senate podcast. Man, if I would have pulled that off. I'm just kidding. I don't have enough material on Greg Sennett. So before I kind of wrap up and get a feel for what we might see going forward. Let's spend just a couple seconds listening to this from your sponsors. So again, support those who support us, Blue Wire Podcast Network, 
theobr.com, a part of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports. Make sure you check out everything out. Listen, the OBR has had you covered on a ton of things. Theobr.com, at theobr. Make sure you're checking out everything. We've gone through weeks after weeks after weeks. And honestly, this week feels weird for us because we've been so planned and so ahead of the game. Like, not having, we didn't know what we were going to do because, well, free agency, things happen, so we wanted to be ready, we're going to talk about some things, so what I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to write about, just to give you kind of a little preview, is where where were the Browns? When the season ended, where were they with, with positions and players, and who's replaced them, and then who is gone, right? So I want to take a look at where were the Browns, specifically, obviously, we're going to look at the defense, right? The Browns were here. With these players starting or playing specific roles. And now the Browns are here. With nine draft picks, free agency is still looming, right? So the Melvin Ingrams of the world, still out there. Carlos Dunlaps, Jadavion Clownies. Listen, cap space is cap space. I don't know how this Troy Hill contract is set up yet. Um, we'll find out, right? Um, we'll find out. And then we'll know a little bit better of how this is set up. And once we know better, we'll continue to roll through and get an idea of where we're going from here, right? We know that the Browns want to do more. Does that mean Gary on Conley? Does that mean Jadavion Clowney? Like, I'm just going to throw those two names. Let's just use those two names because we know last year they looked at Clowney. Uh, I know McNeil put it up on the on the Twitter machine uh, after Lane had put it up, but he got different information, came from different places. Garyon Conley. So the Browns signed Garyon Conley to play outside, probably a one-year deal. Signed Jadavion Clowney. Again, I'm not saying that's realistic. I have nothing on that except for everything from last year, which is why I thought they would sign Dak McKinley, right? We all could kind of put, you know, put the dot the I's and cross the T's there. Let's just say that's the last two moves for the Browns. Rashard Perryman just signed with the Detroit Lions, so that like speed threat is gone. They re-signed JoJo Natson, uh, so that kick returner and sixth wide receiver, I'm not certain he's going to uh, make the team, but it's possible, likely, right? So Rashard Higgins is back. The wide receiver group might be filled unless they get someone who drops to you uh, at 26. Um, so there's not a lot of roster spots, right? Like Garyon Conley... Greedy Williams, Troy Hill, and Denzel Ward, like that's your four cornerbacks. Then you find the rest, you figure out the rest, whatever it is. You get that taken care of. Uh, I'm missing some players that will probably be that fifth or sixth guy, which is fine. That happens. And then if you add a Jadavion Clowney, again, I'm just using his name, uh, just using Conley. It doesn't mean these have to be their two moves, but let's look at that. Let's assume that, that they have Clowney. Sheldon Richardson, Andrew Billings, Miles Garrett starters, Tag McKinley can rotate in. Clowney and Garrett can move inside as McKinley could as well if needed, um, along with a Jordan Elliott. You have your three starting safeties. You have four starting level cornerbacks. You have Malcolm Smith in the middle, along with Jacob Phillips in his second year, hopefully seeing some development. Y'all, that's a roster. That's not only a roster. The flexibility it provides in the first, second, and third rounds, which is you know really where you're looking at starting level players pretty quickly, is redonkulous. Now, are they going to make that big of a move? I don't know. Like Clowney, who knows if that ship has failed. Okay, Carlos Dunlop, 
cool. Let's let's do Carlos Dunlap, right? Um, so great, let's do that, or let's do a Melvin Ingram, or whatever, wherever that ends up, right? Um, but we're at a point where those two signings, which to be honest, those aren't big signings. They're name signings. Got Conley went to Ohio State. Uh, was a first-round pick, so that the name is known. And Jadavion Clowney, you know, he's Jadavion Clowney. The name is known, all that stuff. Those aren't huge names. Like, that's not the Browns kind of going all willy-nilly and crazy in free agency. That's the Browns signing two players who will come at reasonable contracts most likely. Again, it could be other names. There's so many names left out there. And now we're cheap. Now we're in the cheap lands. Like, this is... We're at cheap sheet, cheap seats time, y'all. We're looking at one year, two year, couple million dollars, you know, all of that kind of thing. That's what we're looking at. So we're not looking at guys who are going to uh, change the game, change the salary cap. We're also looking at the Browns have not yet, they have not yet restructured a single contract. So if they want salary cap, they have salary cap. They have the opportunity to make some changes. So, for example, and again, just throwing things out there, adding Troy Hill, adding a pure corner who can play the slot primarily for a couple years to go along with what they have at safety, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Browns are in position to do a lot of things. They can do things at the edge. They can do things in the draft. They can sign players. They can move around. If Daniil Hunter, that's where I was kind of going with that before I had to cough, paused it, all that jazz. Daniil Hunter becomes available. All of a sudden, if they haven't restructured anything, but they've already moved, they've already got this player, that player. Let's say they got, again, one of the defensive edge ends for not so much, $5 million, $6 million. Maybe Garyon Conley, but all of a sudden Daniil Hunter is available. Then, boom, they move somebody. They restructure their contract. They send off a second or a third round pick this this year and a second or a third round pick next year or whatever that trade could look like, and boom, here we are, right? Or maybe there's somebody moving around uh, because of the Sean Watson trade or a Russell Wilson trade, but the Browns are available now because the, the Seattle Seahawks might be looking to rebuild after moving on from Russell Wilson. So, boom, the Browns jump in there and there's a Bobby Wagner or whoever. Again, just throwing out names because that's the flexibility the Browns will have, especially now that they have not restructured those contracts. They'll still have money available on the salary cap. A uh, lot before the Troy Hill uh, deal, they had they were 12th, I believe, uh, in salary cap space available. And that Hill deal most likely, most likely, is not going to affect their salary cap greatly this year, unless they want it to. Unless they're like, oh, let's just use it. Which will be telling, right, once we get the structure. And I'm sure Spotrack, over the cap, those guys, yeah, they'll, they'll follow along. They'll let us know what's up. Jack Duffin does a great job uh, breaking down some of that stuff, or at least the options that go along with that stuff. So friend of the show, always supportive, all of that jazz. So as many of you are, really appreciate you guys. Uh, it's been really cool to see all of the uh, shout-outs. Um, all of the the credit that Lane specifically with the Troy Hill contract. Uh, so all of you have just been so supportive. Really appreciate it. Obviously the biggest, and I don't mean to like listen when you got a when you got a big audience, we 
we have a little extra appreciation for it is Mark Sessler from the NFL Network, who's been around with us since before the Bernie's in or since the Bernie's Insiders. So getting that shout out is obviously always cool. But thank you guys. You guys have just really dove into our content, dove into the podcast, dove into the video stuff. Just continue to do that. Continue to support us. Continue to support those who support us. So you know those relationships, those people that. Uh, support us from outside the OBR, but do their work as well. Like, listen, we are in competition, but we were, listen, game recognized game, and we respect what everybody's doing. So we appreciate that as well. So thank you guys. Again, theobr.com, at theobr. Uh, if you want to be a subscriber, you get Paramount Plus. Listen, I'm going to tell you what I've heard somebody say, and I'm not trying to be manipulative, but I've heard someone say, I just got the family Paramount Plus by getting myself the OBR subscription. Right, you just tell the family, hey, we got Paramount, I got everybody Paramount Plus. But what you really got was you, the OBR subscription, and then everybody in the family gets to watch Paramount Plus. Right, so check that out, look at all the details, see what that looks like, see what the deals are coming up, all that jazz. Again, Troy Hill added to John Johnson, two teammates, Troy Hill comes home, the Youngstown boy is home for his, he'll turn 30 in August, but he'll be here for the Browns playing primarily slot corner, and that is a good thing, folks. Coverage and pass rush are king on defense. Everything else, they'll just kind of figure it out because in the NFL, that is what matters. Thank you for stopping by this emergency podcast of the OBR. Please, please, please check out all of our stuff. And as always, please take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.